You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Steven. And I'm Brett. And we are the Broadway, the Broadway Husbands. Husbands. We're your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a rowing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us... Make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway, Broadway Husbands. Husbands. Don't forget to visit our account at Broadway Husbands on Instagram or check out our blog where we have lots of cool resources and an opportunity to shop from Broadway Life Apparel, our own uh, Broadway-themed apparel line. Yeah. Uh, great gifts for the holiday season if you're uh, looking for something to get your theater lovers or uh, fans that are in your family. And also, we are very proud to be members of the Broadway Podcast Network. Check out bpn.fm backslash or forward slash husbands. What? Backslash. I always get that confused. Is it backslash? Is it forward slash? I always say backslash, and I think it's actually always forward a forward slash. slash. And I was literally I in the shower right. the other day thinking... I get that wrong. I think I've probably gotten that wrong for since the internet was invented. Well, now that you're saying that, I feel like <laughs> whether I just always hear you say backslash, but I always hear somebody say backslash. It's probably it's me, you. and I've always said it wrong. And maybe I just think that's what it is because I hear you say it, but I've definitely heard you say it a lot. Yes. Well, we are here. It's December. It's December. And it we, is now nine months. We oh. are doing an episode with no guests. No guests, just... Me, Stephen, and you, Brett. <laughs> That's me. That's right. And um, as we kind of wrap up this year, which has been probably the strangest year of our lives. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> I hope it. I hope it's the strangest year. I of do our too. Lives. I hope. I hope so too. Um, I I meant to date. To, to date, date, it's yes. definitely been. And we've had some strange years. If you've never listened to our podcasts about. Um, moving to Charleston and, and back, we thought, we think that 2018, 19, I think was like a preparation for what this year turned out to be. Yeah. I mean, I think that that year definitely taught us, um, how to be in control, not be in control, but, um, take control of what we could in a situation that felt super out of control. So in this like really out of control situation, um, we were able to take steps, um, to take care of ourselves the best we know how, really. I mean, is really what's happened, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, and that's kind of leads think, to like what I think we should talk about, which yes. is which is our our entrepreneurship, our businesses. We we kind of, uh, I mean, what do, I, I'm very curious, Stephen, from your point of view, because what are I you know, curious about? Well, let me just say this. Let me preface with this. I know that. You probably never thought you'd ever be a business owner or operate a business online or become a social media influencer, did you? No. So from your point of view, running, which we do now, and it's 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 a weird, it's an interesting thing as a coach. Um, what I do is I coach, right? So what I have found is that even with my clients, there's a conversation about 
owning it, like making a decision. This is what I right. do because otherwise, if you don't own it and own that you have a business and that you are a business owner and you're an entrepreneur, it's just a hobby. Right. So we really, I think this year, this has really solidified us yeah. being business owners, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this has been happening for a while. It's been a slow transition. Um, and maybe because of the pandemic, um, it's made us step up in ways that, or at least for me, <laughs> uh, I'm speaking for myself. It's made me step up in ways that I probably have not felt the need to in the past or um, because we've just been so busy doing other things and the other things typically have um, given us income. So I've always just been like, oh, well, I have to do X, Y, and Z before we get to um, other things, you know? Right. And now this year we have more of a, a like, it's our first commitment because we have a lot of time to put to, to, it. to, put to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So talk, let's talk a little bit about what we do individually. And then, so I just, I, I just did a podcast for another was a guest on another podcast uh -huh. called um, Page to Stage. Okay. And they were so curious about all of these different business ventures we have mm -hmm. <clears throat> from Broadway Life Coach, which is my life coaching business, um, where I work with creative entrepreneurs to help them build a brand and create a bigger impact and, and more income. Um, but then we also have Broadway Husbands, which is our Instagram account that is now our podcast that yeah. actually... Interestingly enough, and that we'll probably do a whole episode just about the influencer world and journey, we're actually making a little bit of money from yeah. it, which which yeah. has been uh, very helpful, very helpful, yeah, helpful and very inspiring, helpful. and it's a good motivator. It's a uh, good motivator to keep going with it for sure. Yeah, and but then we also have Broadway Life Apparel, yeah, which is which was an impulsive decision it's I an made. impulsive Brett Schuford um, <laughs> decision. Yes, that was, yes. Go ahead. Uh, out of a creative, just desire to be creative during a long-running show. And then you now are teaching private ballet classes on Zoom. That's right. Yeah, I teach um, privately on stevenrhanna.com. Um, and, you know, teaching is something I've, done most of my professional career so it's not necessarily um, a new venture in any way but um, doing it online um, has definitely been a new way of doing it and it's really exciting because I get to connect with new um, dancers from all around the world that I may not get to meet if it weren't for the internet and this pandemic has definitely you know helped um, people want to dance in their living room. So that's kind of what's, what's happening there. Yeah. 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 So talk about it. Like what's, what's your hope or your vision for teaching privately? Um, my hope and vision for teaching privately is to give my client or dancer, um, hope, <laughs> work them out. Who do you want? Like, but who's your like ideal client? Like, what are you hoping because you're saying like my dancer, but like, who is that? Who mm, right. I would say my dancer is somebody between 35 and 60 who has dance experience, but maybe a little rusty 
and is looking to work out, up-level their technique, and find joy um, during this time. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. And so you're, and you're finding that you're getting those clients? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm open to teaching all ages. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I really enjoy teaching um, people who have experience and want to get back into it but are kind of on the fence or scared or, you know, it's like kind of like going to the gym. You know, you hear people say like, well, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want people to see me. I don't want, it's kind of like that. Right. And I think that that's what teaching online has done is like, it's given people permission to try something that maybe they wouldn't necessarily try if they had to actually go there. Yeah. 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 And how many clients, because you're also teaching in person. I also teach in person currently at Vitaka Vocational. And you're teaching younger students there. Yeah, younger students who are on their way to becoming professional dancers. And I love, love, love that. Um, but I think online, it's maybe a different, a different thing because a lot of students are back in the studio and it's part of their education and schooling to go back. Yeah, but I think we all, that we both, just to say this out loud, like, I think we both really want these businesses to support our lives so that we can still pursue, like, acting and crea yeah. and creative. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a part of it is that I want to be able to still, I still want to act more. I still have a lot more dancing in me, I think, I believe, I know. Um, it may not be what I've done in the past, but, um, you know... I, I just have a lot more to give um, creatively and performance-based that, you know, I like to do these kinds of things so that I'm able to to pursue my continued dream that just won't quit. It feels like it just won't quit. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brett, I want to know something from you. What? So tell me what the difference between a life coach is... <laughs> And a therapy session is because I think a lot of people probably don't know what that is, right? So tell, tell, give me the basics. Give me the basics. Well, the way I explain it is a therapist, of course, is is a licensed therapist who is trained in mental illness and mental health, and they really help you focus. Mostly, I feel like a therapist uh, is is going to help you deal with your past. What is, what has occurred in the past? that has brought you to where you are that's blocking you from where from where you want to be um they will they will help you with any sort of mental obstacles that get in the way a life coach really focuses on the future how do we get you focused on a goal and moving forward towards that goal taking action and looking at any limiting beliefs or um or you know looking at your values and how are you is everything you're doing aligned with those things hmm. if that makes sense so it's interesting what's happened during this time i always really envisioned the broadway life coach as being somebody who like you know audra was like i need some support to get through this time in my life you right. know and like audra mcdonald's <laughs> like hiring me to to yeah. to work with me um not that I think she needs any support, but, you know, who <laughs> hey, knows? She might want it. I always envisioned that. And then what ended up happening sort of naturally is people were coming to me who were early in their careers, really wanting to figure out 
how to get to Broadway, right? Because right. I, I branded it the Broadway Life Coach, and there's like these, you know, young people out of college who are just arriving or who are like, you know, going to EPAs and are like, this, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why this isn't working. Right. And, uh, and that wasn't even my ideal client when I first started. And then I've, I started working with those young people. And then what's happened during quarantine is that because there were so many actors laid off and so many people not working, everybody became a coach. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very true. If you take a look at Instagram or Social it's like media, all of a sudden all everyone. these unemployed actors like i'm gonna coach and i'm like but wait i've been doing this for 10 years and now you're a coach um which is great i like want to give those people clients yeah. and and i think that uh, you know there, there's a lot of value from people who've been out in the field doing it um for young people so i have naturally sort of transitioned into coaching entrepreneurs and especially creative entrepreneurs, people who are, who are maybe multi-hyphenates who want to like, who are, you know, a composer and a teacher and mm -hmm. somebody who like maybe te teaches voice and is an actor. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how to bridge, bridge the, yeah. that uh, without selling out or feeling mm -hmm. gross or salesy, but authentically get clients and build a following. Um, so I've almost become like this social media marketing coach, mm -hmm. which I like. I'm actually really good at it. I, he is very good at I it. I like social media and I marketing. I know firsthand. <laughs> so I'm a client and I don't even know it. But that's the thing, you know, you realize, and for anyone who's listening who's like, ooh, what would I do? You realize that th sometimes the thing you're good at, you're just a little too close to it to see it. And I think that I've <laughs> always been so good with social media and marketing that I've been a but that it's so easy for me. Yeah, it is very easy. That I don't think that it's a value. But the easy thing is the valuable thing, right? The thing that you do naturally and easily, people, there's other people who don't do that as well. Yeah. And, and so I don't think I've ever really owned that. I, mm -hmm. I still don't think I've really owned it. I'm working on that. But um, Oh, you're owning it. But Let's I'm transitioning yeah. into this, into this moment where I, and I also think that that's the thing. I, I look at these, these actors who are like, I'm a coach now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they should hire me to help them build right. their coaching practice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's, I don't want to like, I want to help them right. get more clients because yeah. they did. I want to help them. That's my community. That's, yeah. that's the people I want to help. And going back to the people I want to help. I feel, I feel like I like to help the people who have been dancers before who are now looking to kind of get back into it. But I mean, teaching, I'm teaching some really young, talented people in person right now. And it's, it's super exciting, um, especially the younger, like there's like an age range of like 14, 15. They're, they have so much talent and they're like almost, they've almost figured certain things out, but they <laughs> haven't quite yet. And um, it's super exciting to see how quickly um, you can get them to improve it doesn't happen in a day but like a week will go by and i'll see some of my students that i'm teaching and and you see like huge differences whether it's because of me or it's because of somebody else or it's just because of them who knows but it's um very exciting to teach young people who are on the cusp of really understanding their technique and are on like the verge of becoming professional dancers 
because they're just like they're almost there and i'm sure people could hire them today but you know they're just they're almost there and it's just it's really exciting to be in the studio with those people <clears throat> but this, that's a really good point too that you and i've always known this about you but it you, you're such your ballet is so ingrained in your body because yes. you've done it for so long and it's you're so well trained in it and you're so good at it and you've i mean seriously if you've never seen Stephen hanna dance Oh, you're so sweet. No, I'm not even. I'm not just saying it to be sweet. I'm I'm being truthful. Okay. Um, he's he's you know another level, and so but it's interesting because I remember when we first started dating, and you were, you were like there was a moment where you're like I, you felt like teaching was giving up. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's interesting that you're bringing this up. I do remember that because I remember you were encouraging me to teach more. And at the time, I felt... You had resistance to that. Yeah, because I felt like... I think I will I will say exactly what you told me. You said, I think you should... Because we lived close to this uh, studio. Oh, in Astoria. No, not in Astoria. In the East Village. Oh, right. And um, you suggested to me that you should start your own class and teach it one day a week, rent the studio out and try and, you know, just build a class doing that. And I, I was completely resistant. I was like, you had like a, like a, like, you almost got sick to your stomach. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, I mean, I was like not interested at all. We did do it. We did it. I think at least twice. And some people did come, um, but this <laughs> was like twice. See, yeah, it's so funny. I know that yeah. we did it twice. Yeah, and I not a lot of people came, and I because you only did it twice. Right, right. Because I only right. <laughs> well, now well, listen. So this was like ten years ago. Yeah, I was very resistant, and but you know a lot of the resistance comes from uh, my like self. Um, not self-worth, but like self, um, yeah, worth of like thinking that my knowledge is valuable, right? I mean, like, it's the one thing that I've done like the most with all my time throughout my life. And I still, and it's the one thing that has supported my life in a great way, but I still had reservations, partly about like people thinking that I was a teacher, but there was also another piece of it where I felt like I didn't know anything to teach, which is like completely absurd. Right. Um, so like, that's a huge piece. And I, you know, and as time's gone on, obviously that, that part of me has changed. And then this is kind of a a morbid thought, but a lot of things have happened in the past couple of years where a lot of the people who have, um, taught me, and influenced my dancing in a, a, a great way have a lot of them have passed away a, a lot of them and um, most of them. And so when, when they, when that happens, it, it gives me like, it's more of like a reason I have to teach. It's not even like, it's not about me. It's like, I think that's what it is. Like 10 years ago, it was all about me. Like I was like, <laughs> Well, I can't teach. Like, it's, what's that going to look like? And I don't really know anything. And blah 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 blah. And um, 
and I mean, I still taught, but like it, it just wasn't the same thing. Whereas like now when I teach, I know that these certain messages that I can, that I can, pass that on. I pass on from like at least five different big influential teachers, um, not just to me, but they, you know, they taught many, many, many people. But I know that what they taught me is so valuable and so right and correct and that people need to know it. Um, like now it feels like it's like I have to do it because if I don't say it, no one will hear it. Um, mm. It's not really about like, it's not about me, right? It's about yeah. the message of dance. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say, you know, as far as becoming business owners and like and and owning our business, you know, I have always had this, I've always had an entrepreneur mind. Like I've always been very driven to figure out other ways of, of creating income. It's just naturally, it's a natural thing for me. I've always done it. I'm curious. I can't help it. Yeah. And, and I don't even, I don't even see it as like a, how do I make money? I just think, how can I do something that makes money? It's not even like, how can I make the most money? Or, no, he, or it's like, you're like, what if I do this? Yeah. And then like, ooh, and maybe somehow I can get paid from it. Right. Like that's usually what usually happens. Usually it's like, like how, do I, why don't we do how do I help people or do something fun or creative? And then and then I have to figure out how to make money from that. But it's I, I always, always, always been like that. And it's it's just natural for me. But I think that what has happened in the past for us, and, and I, I want to say this is in regards to Stephen's story, is that you, you know, you like, this is marriage. I told you 10 years ago, you should start a class and you should build <laughs> it up, right? If you had done that class consistently over the last 10 years, you probably would have made great money and have built a really good following. Right. Right. But this is marriage, right? He wasn't ready. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to try to drive that for you. Right. You have to do it in your own time. Right. For me, what's happened over the years is I let other people influence me and I would let other people say, oh, you guys should start a musical theater school or you should teach, you know, people. Oh, you, you could teach kids. And I'm like, yeah, I could. And so I let other people kind of dictate that for me. And we've gone and I've taught and, and I'm not saying I don't I don't mind teaching, but it wasn't like the thing that drives me like it didn't mm -hmm. i personally am not driven to teach kids yeah. theater and we did it for a year in charleston and i was miserable <laughs> and it wasn't it was just not the thing that lights me up like when i see a, adults figure out how to make money doing what they love and i can help nurture that for them or if i help them see themselves differently or help them find a path to success and fulfillment in their personal relationships, in their professional relationships, that is like, that lights me up. And I think I've always been a little bit like letting other people dictate that, like, mm -hmm. oh, well, that's maybe not, they don't see that as a legitimate business or they don't see that as um, as useful. And, and instead of believing wholeheartedly in it myself, instead of really owning it and going, yeah, I can do this. And I can make a great money doing this and I can make a full-time living doing this and owning that. And honestly, it's because so much of it's been about survival. Some of it, so much of it has been like, you know, when you build a business, 
it takes time before you actually start to see money come in. You, it takes years. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It takes years uh, for you to build something, especially if you want to build it sustainably and build it in a way where you're not sacrificing your uh, authenticity. You know, I, I know people who build faster businesses because they don't try to be, they just go right into sales. They just want to sell. And, but for me, it was important to nurture my creative self, my creative community, the, and continue to be an actor mm -hmm. and not lose that identity as, as a performer so that I can make money on and make money, not on the side, but make money doing what I love but also continue to keep that door open to to have that outlet to be a performer. Yeah. And I think that's a really weird, <clears throat> I see some people who just go right into sales and marketing and their Instagram or their social media is just all sales and you no longer know anything about them as a per person or an artist. And I'm not saying that's bad or wrong, that's just not what I really wanted to do. And I was allowing other people I was not really trusting that that was okay. Mm -hmm. Like I was like going, oh, you either have to like go that way or this way, right? You know, and you don't have it's not yeah. black or white. Yeah, it's this. I mean, it, that's basically what I was saying too. It's, um, it can be a part, you know, like most things, right? They can be a part of who you are that create the whole picture. And you know, I, I think what teaching does for me is. Um, it allows me to become more informed about what I already do, right? Um, so now, so I'm constantly saying things um, as a teacher and as a dancer, I have certain people's voices in my head um, when I do certain things or don't do certain things. And I'm like, oh God, if they saw that, they would kill me. Um, or just, you know, have something to say about it. <laughs> um, so now it's interesting sometimes when I'm trying to um, stay in shape during this pandemic i'll do things and i can hear myself saying certain things to the students and like following you know my lead a little bit so i think i i think what you're speaking to is that like your coaching is already a part of what you do and your person so it doesn't feel like a stretch and therefore you don't have to like flip a switch to be like Da, 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 da. Hey, buy this. You gotta buy it, right? Is that yeah. Well, and I think that I think that what I see, and this is one of the reasons what who the kind of people I want to help, right? <laughs> honestly, is I see actors who are like, well, I need to make money, so I'm gonna sell this skincare, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, their entire feed is like, uh, there's a two for one. There's a sale. I'm selling this. I'm selling that. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, what happened to the person? Yeah. What happened to that artist? Yeah, that's so true. And and you don't have to sacrifice, mm -hmm. you know, the audience you've built, the trust you've built as an artist. You can do both. You can you can use a social media in your marketing to do both. And I think I've learned how to do that myself, taught myself how to do it. But the problem is that a lot of these people are going to coaches who strictly work with like entrepreneurs who've never been artists, right. who've never been creators, who've never been entertainers. And that's the opportunity I think that's missing. And that mm -hmm. I feel like I kind of the niche I fall into is how do you still be in, in entertainment and build a business at the same time? And I think that's a tricky and not go crazy. Cause the other thing that I see people do is they'll start like 
a separate Instagram account or three separate Instagram accounts, which I've done. Which Brad has done. <laughs> and, you know, you're trying to manage all these accounts and no one's coming and you don't know why there's no traffic. And then you're going to auditions and you're like, you have no time. And it's a, it's so it can be so stressful to try to manage all of that when you're like a solo entrepreneur and uh, you're running. If you're an actor and you're starting a business on the side, you're running two businesses. Yeah. That's not that's hard. That's a lot of hours and time. And there's a way to do it that can be graceful and not make it crazy and um, and you don't have to sell out. Yeah. And I think I can say that you've definitely figured that out. You've you've tried a many a different things, but I think that you've definitely found how to make things a little bit more cohesive with your coaching and all of the other things that you do and we do together. It's taken a lot of time. Yeah. And I think that's the thing no one tells you. Right. Is, you know, you see these ads for, you know, business coaches or whatever, and they're like, make $10,000 in one week, seven days. <laughs> and uh, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Like, Is it? Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. No. It, I, I mean, maybe they had one person do that who aggressively sold out their people to make some eBay sales, you right, know, and right. found something really valuable to sell. But I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think that that that's to me, not the business I want to build. I want to, I think it's so important for, for me. And it's always been this way to be authentic and to be real and to connect with people. I think that's one of the reasons why I think Broadway husbands we could probably have our Instagram account could have over a hundred thousand followers at this point if we would just post a bunch of speedo pics yeah. and, and be shirtless. Well, what's what are you waiting for? <laughs> but it's we, your speedo. On. But it's been a slow climb because we aren't over sexualizing or um, you know, just doing you know, serving the thirsty people. Right. I mean, but everyone's really thirsty. I mean, when we do do that, and it we works. do get a ton of con <laughs> in a ton of engagement, but that's not what we want. Like that's not who right. we, what we want to serve. Right. Because the people we want to serve are the people who really value marriage as an institution, value family. You know, really want to be genuinely um, find healthy. Yeah marriage that isn't that isn't just over sexualized or um, i mean it i mean marriage can be very sexual don't get me wrong <laughs> it can be but and, not, and it doesn't it, have to not be all over. the time yeah, yeah, yeah but you know i don't think we're we're not trying to just give people like a quick a quick little like <laughs> a moment quickie, a quickie, a quickie. <laughs> but maybe sometimes we are giving them a quickie sometimes <laughs> but um yeah yeah so I think that that is like a huge part of our, I think is, is part, you know, and Broadway Husbands really, let's be honest, like I got this going and it's become our thing together. Yeah. And I'm so glad we have it, especially during this time. Yeah, it's really been helpful to keep us focused and to keep us moving towards something and doing stuff together. But it's not easy. It's, it's like not. creating the content you know, consistently, it's it's hard to do it consistently. It's and then hard. also like the thing that's frustrating for me, and I feel like, you know, at some point we're going to have to get somebody, hire somebody to, to really become like a marketing director, because in order to monetize this, right. we need to be reaching out and we need to be pitching our, our brands. Yeah. Like we need someone pitching us. And 
I can't run a full-time business and, you know, and manage the content for this plus pitch, right. you know, it's like, it's the amount of work that is required. Um, and then you're teaching full-time plus your private students. So we're, we're kind of reaching this point where I think in 2021, hopefully knock on wood, we, we're going to have to grow a team just to like, because there's only so much time in the day. Right. And especially if we're going to have a baby. Yeah. Baby. But you know, what's really interesting. And then I just want to point this out. I don't know, you know, if you, if you ever think that sometimes I wonder if they're really like that, or I don't know what you think, or if you think at all about us, but, um, but just so you know, like what Brett was just saying on this podcast, he's, says it to me pretty regularly in <laughs> private. So we're being super open and honest right now. And um, yeah, and that's what we like to do, really. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, it's frustrating in entrepreneurship for me. I don't think you think about any of this half as much as I think about <laughs> it. But, you know. You don't know that. I feel like I'm constantly behind Yes, you do feel like you're constantly behind. And because I, we, because in entrepreneurship, you are constantly behind. Like, that's just the way it is. Right. And, you know, you, it falls on your shoulders. If right. you want to create income, you have to market. Right. If you want brands to purchase your content, you have to reach out to them and pitch yourself. If you, you know, like, no one's going to do it for you, right? Just right. like if you wanted to build a ballet class, and it's it would have ten years from now or ten years from now if you started yeah. once a week yeah you would grow a thriving class yeah no one did it for me and I really I was super resistant I yeah it was super weird it was like even when I taught I remember those classes that I taught even when I taught my own thing and I teach all the time for other people and I don't feel that way when I do it for other people but for some reason when I was doing it with my name on the studio or whatever, you know, I don't even know that my name was on the studio, but you know, like, like my name trying to get people there, I felt, it was weird. I felt just like I couldn't. Like an imposter. An imposter of something that I'm far, like not an imposter at all. You know, like the most authentic part of me is is teaching that, you know, like it's like, it just comes comes out because it's so ingrained in what I've done and what I've loved and what I continue to do regularly throughout my life. So, well, I think every, and I just want to say this for you and for anyone listening, every person who starts any business feels like an imposter at first, right? Because we are comparing ourselves to someone else's end. Yeah. And you're at the beginning. Yeah. So, you know, I, especially right now, as I start to go into more social media and marketing coaching, I think, who am I? Who am I to do that? There's there's Marie Forleo, there's Shalene Johnson, there's, uh, there's these people who actually have done it for years, but they don't do it the way I do it. No, because they're not you, right? And they don't, they don't do that the way, you know, there's teachers who don't teach the way you teach. Right. And there's a lot of dancers out there who see the way you dance, who want that? Yeah. And the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope you'll come join our individual accounts, Brett Shuford and Stephen R. Hannah. That's um, me. Come follow us. Share our um, services. If you need support, life coaching, marketing coaching, uh, you know, I actually offer free discovery sessions 
for anyone. You can check that out on my uh, in my Instagram. But I'll should put a link in the show notes here. And Stephen, how do you get new clients, new students? Um, if you go to my website, stephenrhanna.com, you can schedule a uh, a private lesson with me. And there I update if I have any group classes coming up. You can also find out um, when those are uh, on the website or on my Instagram, stephenrhanna. And we are also so grateful for all of you who have supported us over this last year. It has been a year since we started this podcast. That's crazy. And what a year it's been. And oh my goodness. There's been a lot of interesting developments. And for those of you that have purchased Broadway Life Apparel, we have two new designs that come out every month. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have some cute Dune designs. One that yeah, I like them a lot. I like the new ones a lot. Um, ours got super delayed cute. in the mail for some reason. It hasn't come yet. Oh. But... It says no small parts. I love it. Super cute. And uh, and so please support us if you can at uh, Broadway Life Apparel. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And take a minute to help us out by leaving a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. It would mean the world to us. Please, yes. All right. And on this podcast, we encourage you to love who you love and love what you do. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.